Did you know that Al Capone accidentally shot himself? What? <laughs> yeah. Where? Okay, so apparently it was like a thing to like go golfing just like with the boss with guns, or whatever. With guns? No, okay, so they also, I mean, there's a mob boss, so they just, or whatever, whatever. So they just kept guns like in their bags. Um, in their golf bags. Yes, in their golf bags. Yeah, because you never know. And because there's apparently a shoot I can have whatever. So he was... Okay, in like it was it was September 1928, and he was golfing with Fred the Killer Burke and Jake Greasy Thumb Guzik <laughs> <laughs> and Machine Gun Jack McGurn, McGurn, and so he uh <laughs> he goes searching through his bag for like a particular club, and he accidentally grabs his revolver, and then he accidentally fires a shot and he shoots himself, what? and then he has to get and then he um he gets rushed to. St. Margaret's Hospital, and he just, and he just signs on signs in under the name Algieri. That's awesome. Because <laughs> he wanted, he just accidentally shot himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Capone. Welcome to episode three of the Brain Cell Massacre podcast. So, uh, I'm Eva Lebovitz. I am Aaron Lebovitz. And we, today, were reviewing the life, death, and crimes of Al Capone. So that's fun. <laughs> um, don't laugh at me. Okay, so pretty much, we're just going to start with his childhood. Um, and then his crime, like the crime things he did. <laughs> and then his trial. And then the his death. <laughs> the crime things he did. Okay. <laughs> the crimes well, he committed. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So, this will be fun. Okay. What? You know who he looks like? No. <laughs> he looks like the dad from the Wonder Years. I've never seen that. <laughs> Fred Savage's dad from the Wonder Years. Yeah, you... Whatever. You did that with Elizabeth Short, too. Okay. So... Didn't, okay, today Al Capone would be worth more than one billion dollars. No way. Literally, really? yes. Wow, like, that's crazy. He okay, approximately he made like a hundred million dollars a year, and that was in the nineteen twenties. Like a hundred million dollars in nineteen twenties dollars. Yes. What? I know. Today that would be over a billion. It'd be like one point three billion dollars. That's crazy. Okay. Anyways. Wow. You know there are fan clubs about him. People meet up and they pass around like the gun he that has been used to like kill other ma- like mafia bosses and stuff. That. I believe that. Like yeah. people meet. Whatever. People collect all kinds of weird things. Like crazy evil historical artifacts and stuff. Like I get like being a fan of like Matthew Ge- Matthew Gray Goobler or like Harry Styles, but Al Capone. Um. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so. Oh, wait, yes. Tar- tar- also, there's another name that his uh, friends called him. They called him Snorky. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, this, this... looks Snorky. Uh, his name is Snorky because in the 1920s, that was gang slang for, like, well-dresser. Like, nice dresser. Totally, that's what I'm saying. Look at that white fedora and the pinstripe suit. Okay, hold on. I actually have this in my notes somewhere. Um... Oh. He has a big head, though. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so, okay, so he his outfits... Were would cost over five hundred dollars each, and that was in the nineteen twenties. Yeah. That's over seven thousand uh-huh. dollars. Can you imagine being that rich? Uh, I can't. N- no, I mean I can't, but you know. I'm sure, the Kardashians can. I don't know. Can. Look at look at Dwayne Wade. Do you ever see Dwayne Wade? 
He wears, he's got to spend $7,000 a suit. Okay. So. Okay, so Al Capone's parents immigrated to New York in 1893. Okay, so his real name, not his real name. Wow, I suck it. Why do I even have this? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alphonse Gabriel Capone. That was his full name. Okay. He was born Brooklyn. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, January 17th, 1899. Really? In Brooklyn? Brooklyn. How do you end up in Chicago? Uh, We'll we'll get to that. Let's see. I always ask the probing questions. Okay. That's fine. Just go slow. Take your time. So pretty much the only like shocking fact I could find about that was supposedly. Okay. So obviously now, as I said before, he was worth over a hundred million or hundred million dollars back then each year. So that was crazy. Turns out he actually came from like a very poor family. He started from the bottom, now he's here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, his parents were Italian-American immigrants, and his family lived in, like, a rundown tenement near the naval yards. And, okay. So In Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so surprisingly, his father was, like, highly educated, and he was, like, really smart and, like, this great, like, dude, or at least that I could find. Uh, okay, so he was from Naples, but, like, you wouldn't expect him to be, like, have so much education if you know there's so i don't know you know what you know what um there was a a a family member of ours who was is italian grew up in italy and when she was really angry she would say to people va fa napoli it meant go to naples (laughs) go to naples i think it's funny you said his dad came from naples it made me think of that ah you're so funny go to naples it was like go to hell naples was those are worse than your dad jokes yeah (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Well, it's good, because I'm not a dad. All right, keep going. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so, um, and actually, the family was considered very professional and respectable. What did his dad do for a living? Okay, so he was, he wasn't a mini golf course designer, like Elizabeth Short's dad. (laughs) No, he was a barber. Okay. Yeah, okay, so. A highly educated barber. Yeah, I mean, cool. what what are you what are you gonna do when you live down there? Okay, so, okay, so Al Al Capone was the fourth born kid of nine kids. That's a lot of kids, yeah. sir. My grandfather had eight brothers and sisters. Eight brothers. That sounds horrible. I hate having one brother. Can't imagine eight. <laughs> you, All right, move you along be, here. Constantly let's, attacked. Let's keep pillows. it clean here. Okay, so. At first, uh, Capone was a good kid, but apparently in his teenage years, his air quote, dangerous side emerged. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so at 14, he assaulted a female teacher at his school. Like really? he just hit her and then he was expelled for that. I'm not buying it. I don't think he was a good kid. Well, I, I bet he was, I bet he was just, just as bad as a kid, but people didn't notice because they're like, I was just a kid. Uh, what I think is that since he... I feel like at first he was like, I feel like he probably felt like he needed to, like, you know, he probably felt like he needed to be this perfect kid and he would, like, do anything to be a perfect kid. And then eventually I think he just realized, why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. What's this going to get me? I think you're projecting. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit, but I'm not going to go and kill a bunch of people God, and, no. and, and sell legal drugs okay, and shit. Okay, thank you. So. I, that's very reassuring. Thank you. Yes. 
fun fact actually no i'm not gonna share that um (laughs) so okay different actually so one version of the story so a couple articles and one documentary said he was expelled and another uh video i saw said that he in sixth grade not when he was 14 but just when he was in sixth grade actually he might have been 14 when he was in sixth grade i don't know (laughs) but he uh he just kind of like left like his his teachers kicked him out that day of school and he was like i'm not coming back i'm done yeah like i'm done with this um yeet yeet okay so (laughs) (laughs) at the time there were like gangs everywhere and um so we get a couple of examples in the documentary i watched and there was the the hudson dusters and the gopher gang (laughs) the gopher gang sounds pretty scary i know right they sound like they might burrow into your backyard if you're not careful (laughs) So Capone, okay, so it was either the Five Points Gang or the Five Pointers Gang. Five Points. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what all the documentaries except that one. Okay, that same up that same video also said that he just walked out of school. So I don't know if that's <laughs> accurate, but so he Capone joined the Five Points Gang when he was seventeen, um, and supposedly he was great at everything he did there. Every single crime he did. So um, he was really good at crime. He just yeah. Some kids are good at math. Some kids are good at dancing. Some kids are good at crime. Bang bang. So uh, he was um very into girls. Um, and eventually he contracted syphilis. Yeah, I heard that. That's how he died, isn't it? Um, I that definitely contributed to his death, but it's not like the official cause of okay. death. Which we'll get to at the end. Okay. <laughs> Actually, fun fact: when he was in prison, so he when he got um when he got that, he didn't like he was too embarrassed and like he didn't want to go get medical attention. Yeah. So eventually, when he was in prison in the forties, it was recorded that his mind had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know, but it's hard to feel bad for you know Capone. Oh, I don't feel bad for him. It's just sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. So, okay, you probably heard, you know, Al Scarface Capone. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay, so the story of how he got that, it goes that after... That, where's the scar? There's a scar on this picture. Yeah, because he's covering it with his hat. Oh, it's on top of his head. I think it's on his forehead. Okay, go ahead. Tell That's me. what we saw in the video. All right, let's go. Watched. Okay, tell so... Um, so... One night, uh, he was working the door because he was a bouncer uh, in a club called Harvard Inn. Mm-hmm. And he took a liking to a woman named Lena, I think it's Galluccio. And Lena Galluccio, sure. So, <laughs> I know Lena. He offered to take a walk with her on the beach. And basically, she said, no, bitch, I'm good. And basically, Al did not like that answer. So he starts following her around. And eventually he pulls like a Bryce Hall and Addison Ray and um he he's like, yo, I let basically he said I like your ass. Um really? and yeah. Nice. And then Al meant it as a compliment, but Lena's brother, Frank uh Frank Galluccio. Frank Galluccio, he did, He's a big boy, Frank Galluccio. Actually, no, he wasn't as big as Capone. He's a little guy. He's a little pipsqueak. He did not take it as a compliment, and he was ready and willing to cut a bitch. So, <laughs> so he wasn't as big as Al, but he did have a knife. 
Uh, like I said, he was ready to cut a bitch. So he slashed Capone's face three times. Wow. And it took 80 stitches to close it. Oh, man. I know. Ugh. So Capone actually hates the name Scarface. That's why if you like look at pictures uh, of him, you never really see like the left side of his face. I got it. Okay. Um. So, okay. And then back to the timeline. So... When he was in the gang, uh, the Five Pointers gang. Uh, five okay. points. Five. I'm sorry. I... It's a place. <laughs> it's a place in Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. Um, I did research. <laughs> um, and then so Capone almost kills this dude whose last name is Finnegan. We don't get his first name. Okay. But his last name is Finnegan, so I'm just gonna call him Finnegan. And this dude, Frank L, is like, okay, so this dude that apparently like you know, owns Finnegan or whatever, mm. is going, he's crazy, and he will come after you, and you will die, Capone. So, I am going to get you a job in Chicago. So, Capone gets a job in uh, Chicago. So, Finnegan chased Capone out of town? Well, not exactly. Uh, he, he left because... He thought he would do better in Chicago, and also the fact that if he stayed in Brooklyn, then he would probably be killed. But it was because of Finnegan that he started over in Chicago. Well, he didn't exactly start over. He actually went because he hadn't because he knew this dude named Johnny Torrio, and he was a powerful boss who, like Capone's father, was from Naples. Okay, um, can we go back to Finnegan? But it was because of Finnegan that he left New York. Well, it's because he almost killed him, and he was scared, and... Oh, Capone almost killed Finnegan. Yeah. And then he was scared Finnegan was going to come back and kill him. He was scared that the dude who owned Finnegan would kill him. Got it. Because I was going to say, it sounds like a Finnegan begin again. What? A Finnegan begin again. Because, you know, he had to leave New York because of Finnegan, and then he had to begin again. So it was oh, that was horrible. A Finnegan that begin again. That was horrible. Okay. That wasn't even a good dad joke. <laughs> Uh, okay so johnny torrio he was oh actually i have a picture of him this is that's johnny torrio this is torrio i think is he related to denny torrio i don't erstwhile host of uh dance fever i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) oh he looks nice he looks like a nice old man (laughs) so do you (laughs) in his mugshot he looks very nice (laughs) in his mugshot okay keep going uh, okay, there was this trend going around on TikTok where... There are many trends. Okay, yeah, I know. But there was this one specific where all the famous TikTokers would, like, do their makeup to make it look like they had just gotten, like, beaten up and they were getting their mud oh, shots taken. Nice. And they were all so trend. cringy. Ugh, yeah. they were so cringy. And as long as I got my suit and tie. Okay, this is sad. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> this is why... Okay, so... Capone meets up with Torrio when he arrives in Chicago. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. And at the time, Torrio was working for Big Jim Colosimo, who was supposedly like the king of the Chicago's underworld. Okay. So when Capone was 23, he married a girl from a rival clan. Ooh, what's a rival clan? Like... Like a gang. Like another like a, gang? Yeah, I just called okay. it clan because I used the word gang too much in Sounds very like script. Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, fun fact. Um, this is a fun fact I was going to share earlier. It's actually more of a homicidal sad fact. Um, oh, but fun. 
<laughs> so Al Capone was also like a very like skilled killer and supposedly like if you had a contract with him it would always end like brutally but like tidily if that makes sense so like no one would ever find out anyways okay. um he was involved directly and indirectly in anything between 300 and 700 deaths that's crazy i know Oh, another fun fact. It's not a fun fact at all, but I forget. This girl in the 1600s, I was reading for the next episode of what we're going to do. This girl from the 1600s, she turns out she killed around 600 people so that she could use their blood to make make her skin youthful. No way. Yes. Okay, we're gonna have to come back to that one. That's <laughs> I didn't insane. do any research on it because I didn't want to put it. I don't want to make ne- an episode about next, that. Next on episode four of the Brain Cell Massacre podcast. <laughs> no, the next one we're the doing. The girl who bathes in blood. The next one we're doing is uh, Bermuda's Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle. In episode five of the Brain Cell <laughs> Massacre podcast, the girl who bathes in no, blood. No, I was thinking the next one we would. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> so. Um, uh, so he was part of like the protecting business that Big Jim ran. Yep. Basically, Big Jim decided that like, okay, well, I will if you guys give me your money, I will take some of that money and I will use it to like bribe the police and authorities to, you know, like leave you alone. So that was basically protection. Yeah, and um and Capone collected debts and payments from people who wanted to be protected and people that didn't want to be part of it uh, were, were killed, pretty much. So that sucks. Yeah. So it was either... What neighborhoods was this in, like, in Chicago? Um, I think it was just, like, generally just, like, the entire underworld of Chicago. In the, in the, okay, across the whole city? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Um, okay. And then... When, uh, when he was, okay, when Capone was 25, he became boss of the Chicago Rackets. Okay. So. Is that, like, working for Big Jim Kalugi, whatever his name was? Yeah, I think so. But he, okay, so. Okay, so. Capone decides to, like, take advantage of, like, Colosimo's weaknesses. Colosimo, yeah. And he kills him. Well. And now he's number two of the hierarchy of the mafia. Wow. Yeah. Who's number one? Torio. Oh, Denny Torio. Okay. Johnny. Johnny Torio. Okay. <laughs> um, so after a little while, Capone and Torio move into the alcohol sale because they're like, okay. Prohibition. This is- yeah, exactly. We can make a lot of money off this, and it's not like we don't have a very high chance of getting arrested. So, uh, Capone, like, easily manipulated who, like, wins the election for mayor because he wants, like, the, I don't know, he wants a specific person. So he corrupts the authorities. And Fun fact, not fun fact, actually, fact, fact, bears eat beets. <laughs> bears, bears beets, beets Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. So, uh, um, he owned half the police in Chicago. That's crazy. At the 19th... 19- oh, God. So, okay. And then, okay, so in the documentary I was watching, we see this interview of this one fangirl, and <coughs> I kid you not, she says, and I quote, 
I don't know, it would be fun to live in the 1920s. Like, you could be a secretary by day and a gangster's girlfriend by night. I want to live in the 1920s, end quote. I was like... Oh, that's horrible. And then, and then we see... And then we see... Um, <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then we see this... Like, but then we see this video of them all passing around, like, the gun that was used to kill a rival gang leader. The exact gun! And they're all, like, pointing it at each other. I was like, let's not point Brutal. that gun at yeah, people. Yeah, no, don't, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. you will die. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, new not-corrupt authorities are brought in. Well, that doesn't matter because the candidate that Capone supported went anyways. Okay. Just kidding. Um... So, then Frank Capone, who is Al's brother, is killed in a police shootout. In Chicago? Yeah, I think so. Damn. Or it's right outside Chicago, maybe. Okay. So then Capone and, okay, so Capone and Torrio control, like, the south side of Chicago. Okay. And their biggest opponent, I think it's Dino Banyan. Okay. At first I thought it was Dino Banyan. So I was like, but why are you calling him O'Banyan? But it's Dean. Yeah, Dean. O'Banyan. So I started writing like Dido O'Banyan. Um, was so, he Irish? <laughs> I have a picture of him. Well, I, I can't tell by the picture if he's Irish. <laughs> well, you can tell by a picture of it's Zach Efron or not. If you cover up that the hair. That is definitely not Zach Efron. <laughs> yeah, guy. no. Duh. Wait, you said a little, whatever. Who is this guy? He doesn't look like anyone. Okay. Okay, he was pretty sure that was a Dean Ban- Dean O'Banyan. Okay, anyways, okay. so um, so their biggest opponent, Dean O'Banion, uh, controlled the north side. And Dino planned, Dino, I said it again, Dean uh, plans to like, expand his territory. And Capone hears about this and he says, no bitch, not today. So, sorry. <laughs> so then uh, Capone sends his best men to like the flower shop, which is like a front for like the headquarters of the his gang. Okay. And Dean, oh my god, I have Dino again. Dean is not expecting this. So he's just like setting up his pretty little flowers when Capone's men uh, pull up. And then O'Banion is shot dead. Wow. So the reporters gather like immediately and everyone soon realizes that this killing is only the beginning of a merciless gang war. Scary. I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, so okay, Dean's uh, successor is seeking is seeking revenge. So he okay, uh, he kills the men that were like you know pulled up to kill Banyan. Oh, Banyan! Oh my God, yeah. to kill O'Banion. And okay, so Dean's successor is Jaime Weiss. Really? Yep. <laughs> and I think that. This is him. It's either him or this other guy. I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay. Crazy. Um, so, okay, stop. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Jaime Weiss tries to assassinate Capone in, like, yeah. a drive-by shootout. And, um, this guy's haircut is awesome, by the way. Pretty much, he fails. And immediately, Jaime Weiss, uh... He knew he fucked up. Sorry. Hey. Um. By the way, for our listeners, if you you should definitely Google Jaime Weiss's haircut because it's amazing. 
Okay, Actually, this might be the dude, but that's an even better. That's even guy. better. That's even better. That's the same guy. <laughs> no, that's not the same guy. I think that's oh, no, they're different guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're different yeah. guys. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, okay, so at Capone decides to rent a couple of apartments facing the street, and he places machine gun machine gunners in the rooms at the top of a three story like complex. Okay, and. Sitting there, they waited for what the police thing was two weeks. Just two weeks, judging by the amount of, like, cigars and cigarette butts along the windowsill. So they waited. That's so gross. They, uh, they waited because Jaime Weiss would, um, it's such a stupid name. Jaime Weiss would come, he would come from the north side of Chicago, and then he would do, like, a U-turn in the middle of the street and park in front of a church across the street. Okay. And But he didn't go to church. His name was Jaime Weiss. I don't think he went to church. Okay, well, it might have been a synagogue. I don't know. They only tell us the name. Okay. okay. It's like holy something. That's a church. Okay. So, um, so, okay, so Jaime Weiss, as you can guess, is shot and killed. Yeah. So then, okay, then we get this dude with the even better haircut. Uh, His name is Vincent Drucci. Nice. Vincent Drucci. And he takes over. And he hits back by seriously wounding Torio. They don't, like, none of the articles I could find they specify, but I can assume it's like a, you know, like a gunshot. Yeah. Um, and after that, Torio was like, I'm going to retire. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Torio said peace out, yeet. And now Capone is the boss. And oh, So, okay, his working week is four days long. And during that, he resides in the Noble Lexington Hotel. He has an expensive-ass breakfast. And then he studies the news. Okay. <laughs> and then he makes some phone calls. And then he dresses in $7,000 outfits. Um, so then he moves to the study in his hotel suite. Uh, where his colleagues wait for him to give them like advice and make decisions. <laughs> Okay. At the end of it, does he say, hey, let's be careful out there? Hey, 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 let's be careful out there. No? I don't think so. You get to, okay, so I looked up like Capone's voice. Yeah. But like, there's no actual recordings. It's just like, it's like, oh, his great niece used a voice actor to, to like re, you know, to replicate his voice. But like, yeah. People can lie. Sure. So. I'm sorry, but when I was looking at those videos, the thing basically they just said, when I came to Chicago, I have I only had twelve dollars in my pocket in a Chicago accent just over and over and over again. <laughs> um oh I got something in my eye. <laughs> um, okay, so the Irish gang's boss, uh Moran, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. The the narrator for the documentary I watched for this, he has a very strong Thick British accent, so I can't tell if that's just how he's pronouncing it. Yeah, it's Moran. Yeah, okay. Moran uh, is troubling Capone, so Capone decides to take him out. Wow. So, in February of 1929... This kind of reminds me of Macbeth. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Moran receives a call, and the call offers, like, a shipment of whiskey, and the price is good, so Moran's like, okay, okay, I see you. Let's, Let's link. So... 
<laughs> yeah, obviously he didn't actually say that. But how awesome would it be? How awesome would it be if they were like a gangster movie about the life of Al Capone, but they all talked like like Gen Z? That would be hilarious. Uh, yeah. Okay, so our meeting is scheduled for February fourteenth. Valentine's Day. Yes, it's the Valentine's Day massacre. It sure is. Yes, it is, buddy. So uh, that happened right downtown. There's like you can go downtown in the loop, and you, there's like you can see the stone where it says the Valentine's Day massacre occurred here. Then people go and see it. Um, so, uh, more okay. So instead of the dealer, though, the police show up. However, it's just Capone's men in like police uniforms, I think, uh-huh. or they're corrupt police. So then they would technically still they'd be the same thing, just they actually had badges. I don't know. So, Mor- so the so Moran's men like they're like raise their hands, thinking the police are only interested in the whiskey, but the policemen are not interested in the whiskey. They, uh, the seven members that, the seven members of Moran's like gang that went with him are killed, and Moran escapes. So after that, Al Capone, the next thing he does is he sets up a soup kitchen. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why not? He receives favorable press for that. Um, So not only was he a murderer and a crime boss, but he also helped everyone in need. He's a regular Robin of Loxley. Yeah, actually, uh, his fan club calls him Robin Hood. (laughs) Crazy. So people aren't really sure if he actually was a good guy, but I doubt that. I think that he was just doing it to show the public what a great man he was. For sure. Because the kitchen was shut down pretty much after he was convicted. You, yes. You don't you don't become a crime boss by killing other crime bosses and then turn out to be a good guy in the end. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So, okay. On October 6th, 1931 is the first day of Al Capone's trial. And Oh, they I, got him arrested. Yeah, I... I couldn't find out how if someone like turned him in or what happened. Did you ever see the movie The Untouchables? Uh, no, but I was considering watching that for this because there is Elliot Ness, who's the head of the Yeah, we should watch that. It also has Sean Connery, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Okay, so he... Okay, so... um. Okay, so a federal prosecutor, one of the best attorneys in Chicago at the time, and had worked with the prosecutor, offered to represent Al Capone for $100,000. Which, for Al Capone... That's nothing. Yeah, exactly. If he was making $100 million a year... That's nothing. Exactly. So I couldn't... They didn't specify his name, but uh, Capone says no. Oh. Yeah, what a great... what a. I mean, it was a stupid move, but like... Terrible move. Like, if I were him, I wouldn't have done that. But also, like, I, we want him to go to prison. Okay. Yep. Like, yep. So who did he hire instead? So instead, he hires Michael Ahern. And Michael this Ahern. is a picture of them at the trial. Oh. Because he hired him for less. This and, guy? Uh, I It was one of these. Wow. Okay. Weird. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, okay. Um. That's what it looks like. How that, how that guy's like. Wow. Okay. I was trying to find. I looked up Michael Ahern, and the and when I clicked. Okay, so I didn't look up like Michael Ahern images. I just looked up Michael Ahern, and then I clicked under the images. Yeah. And there was this picture. Yeah. There was like a picture of like an open field, and then there was a picture of Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> <laughs> and it just said people from Illinois. Dot 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 dot. I was like, okay. Um. Oh. So, 
Okay, so Michael Ahern was good at defending thugs and street criminals, and he was a good attorney, I will give you, but um, he wasn't, like, an expert on, like, tax charges or anything, Uh so, um... Not mine either. So, okay, so... I'm gonna edit that out. Okay, so, um... Okay, so... From the beginning, like like I said, Elliot Ness, who's the head of the Untouchables, uh, he and Capone were very like violent towards each other. Yes. Uh, yeah, and Capone was like, "Oh, I'm innocent," and he accused uh, Ness of harassment. But he was only there on the mere charge of tax evasion. Yeah, that's all they could get him on tax evasion. I mean, uh, okay, so this other dude, also, they he tried to uh, charge him with like murder. It wasn't even multiple murders, like the hundreds of them that he was, you know, yeah. involved in. But, like, just one, just a single murder, and mysteriously was gunned down a couple days later. That's very mysterious. Yeah, but we all know what happened. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. I, I wonder know, how right? that happened. He died of natural causes. That's crazy. Bullets just start raining out of the sky. Yeah, well, when that happens, you might die. Yeah, yeah. like, what's, sure. what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. So, um, okay, so... He had $75 million, okay, $75 million of unjustified income, of which he hadn't paid taxes for. So he owed about $125,000 in taxes, and that was in the 1920s. That's it? On $75 million, he only owed $125,000 in taxes? Wait, was it the 1920s? That's crazy. Um, so... Well, okay, not just that, but, like, also they charged him for, like, the court fees and, like... And I'm just saying, he should have owed a lot more taxes Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but he was Al Capone. Maybe they were scared. I don't know, man. Okay. So, the money that he got obviously came from alcohol and crime. Like, sure, of course. Okay, so the prosecutor was George Johnson, I think his name. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, he was not killed by Al's men. Okay. I think this is him. <laughs> That's him. He's wearing this, like, nice suit. I could believe that guy. Could be a good prosecutor. Okay. He's got the bumblebee tie on. You can tell that, even though it's black and white picture, you can tell it's yellow and black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, after the first ad trial, Capone does not go home to his wife, May Capone. Who, okay, so after his son, Albert Capone, who later changed his name to Albert Brown. I would, too. Yeah, Uh, to erase the Capone name. So he traveled, but like, what's the point in changing your name if like everyone still knows it? I don't know. So he traveled in like this bulletproof car that he had that cost thousands of dollars because he had like the entire thing like in like uh, he had made out of like steel and like like foot thick windows and he had like little holes in like the armor so that he could shoot people nice without it was like a tank yeah, he, yeah. yeah it was a tank yeah. that's how they describe it without yeah. having to leave the armor yeah um that's pretty awesome and um and he goes to like one of his gambling joints where he just like meets a bunch of his mistresses because he had like lena gallucci time no actually not lena gallucci no not okay. lena gallucci um so what what are you doing Okay. Stop rubbing your eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so day two of the trial was dedicated to his family. And the only person not mentioned at his trial was his older brother, uh, Vincenzo. Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. So one day, Vinny just 
didn't come home. Ooh. Like, nobody knew anything about him. Except, okay, so, like, nobody, nobody knew anything about where he went or anything. Mm. So, he had, like, been dreaming of joining Buffalo Bill, the cowboy who was at the time appearing in the circus. Okay. And I never spoke about uh, Vinny in public, but I feel like he probably was, like, pleased not to endure, you know, what comes with having an older brother. Totally. Sorry. Um, and... Uh, so is that what happened? Did Vinny go off and join the circus? No, okay, well, no, pretty or did much... Vinny okay, you know take what's a funny? swim with the fishes? Okay, so he actually changed his name, and then he became an officer, and he was all for, not, like, no way. Prohibition. No way. Yes. That's funny. It sounds like a Broadway movie. It does. Well, yeah. Not a Broadway movie. A Broadway movie. Hollywood. Or a Hollywood musical. <laughs> okay. One sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, and we'll get to, okay, so basically one day after like Al was like caught or something, right, it was either when he was caught or convicted, Vinny sends the family a letter saying, yeah, I'm alive. I'm just not going to tell you where I am. Nice. But just so you know, I'm alive. Okay. Pretty much. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. And, um. Has boundaries, set clear boundaries with the family. Yeah. So I, okay. So the trial itself lasts seven days, but I couldn't find anything else on the rest of the days of the trial. So, so, um, but basically the only thing else he knows on the third day of the trial, Capone's lawyer says that Capone was just a scapegoat, and the real problem was with prohibition. Totally. <laughs> so after he was sentenced to 11 years in prison, mm-hmm. and, okay, when, in, okay, so the first documentary that I watched for this, I only watched, like, the first 40 minutes of it, but I, uh, the first thing we see, we get, like, just one piece of information. They don't elaborate on it all, so I'm like, how did he, when did he, why, like, it doesn't make any sense. And so when they tell us 11 years, I was like, 11 years for, like, multiple murder charges or, like, what? But it was just for tax, tax uh, evasion. evasion. So, a tra- so he gets transferred to Atlanta by train and spends the first year there. And then he spends the next 10 years in Alcatraz. Ooh, in Alcatraz. I know, right? Because they had to move him to Alcatraz because in that prison, like, in the Atlanta prison, everyone, like knew him and he was still bribing the guards and totally. like everybody there was like oh my god you're so scary i'm gonna follow and undo it whatever you say so he was inmate number uh 85 and the inmates there wanted to like rebel and make him their uh, air quote leader oh this is his mugshot by the way yeah i saw his mugshot earlier yeah okay yeah i love how he's wearing a suit <laughs> in his mugshot <laughs> yeah okay all right keep going so Al knows it's pointless and refuses, and the inmates are mad. So they plan to kill him. Uh, the, so the prison barber shop is the venue. Does that feel weird that I'm saying like a possible murder scene is the venue? Anyways, no. so uh, James Lucas or James, you know, like Tex Lucas, that was his nickname, stabs Capone with scissors. Ooh. And in 1934, uh, James. Tax Lucas was serving 30 years in federal prison for bank robbery and auto theft. Okay. So, okay. He was a pioneer if he was in, in, in jail for auto theft in 1934. Well, he was. <laughs> they didn't have cars. Okay, whatever. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, technically they did have cars. They're I know. Just... I'm just saying it was early. Um. 
So while uh, Capone is in prison, alcohol becomes legal again. Bummer. <laughs> so uh, he's out of a job. Yeah. So he's like, oh well, okay, that's not that's not good. That's my only valuable source of income. He probably didn't say that because he had the mental capacity of a seven. But also, where didn't he bank all that money? I mean, yeah, I imagine, but like he can't he's not gonna keep and he spends all his money on expensive suits and bulletproof cars that's true bulletproof cars are pricey i know (laughs) especially in the 1920s (laughs) yep uh so he released in 1939 because his health was so horrible (laughs) and um he goes to like this new prison uh three years before his time was supposed to end but he like makes parole really early so then he moves back to his home in Miami, and that's the end of the era of Al Capone, man. Wow. What happens when he's in Miami, though? Does he, he moves back there, he just dies? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I imagine he spent a little time with the, his family and stuff. Playing but... golf, maybe playing golf. <laughs> yeah, and himself? shooting himself. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, in, he dies January 25th. January 25th in 1947 from a stroke and pneumonia after a storm in Miami that lasted for three days. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good story. Well, that was episode three of the Brain Cell Massacre podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Brain Cell Massacre. Do, 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 do. That is it's not the Brain like Cell Massacre. Do, do, do. Yeah, I don't even know what we're doing. Okay. So, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing the Bermuda Triangle. Sweet. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Do you have a website? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that'll be linked in the description and on the episode. On the on the website, you can find uh, the uh, the resources that I use for the research for this podcast. Um, That's the Brain Cell Massacre podcast. <laughs> they make and read um, on Apple Podcasts and Anchor and Anchor and Anchor. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, stay safe. See you next time. Bye.